0: With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Downloading. Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm
1: Hey everyone! Welcome to Web here on Webmaster Radio It is the third of December, twenty fifteen. Twenty two more shopping days before Christmas, and this is our first Web in a couple of weeks. For that, we apologize, but uh, you know, two weeks ago, Dave and I were on different corners of the continent, conferencing. And uh, last week, of course, I we did. Dave run, and I were both. Uh, we did run an said said It was American Ford, Thanksgiving. Ford. <laughs> And nobody was, and the you know the phones were quiet for a day.
0: No, but Jim, we did run the Martin Ford interview, the full length one that you did. No, By last hand. week, last week during Thanksgiving.
2: I think it's been a few weeks since we've had a live show, so let's go that route with this one. Uh, of course, a lot has happened. You know, some weeks we're like, what are we going to talk about as we as we get in before the show? Where you know, there's been no big event. There's always some some interesting stuff to talk about. I mean, we cannot say even just the last week. Uh, a ton has happened we got a lot of stories to cover and a lot of ground to make up but you know what let's do a a comparison here jim uh one of the one of the big things that i've been uh looking forward to doing our our first show and uh in a few weeks here is two of those weeks were because you and i were, were each at different conferences it's funny I, I basically like tagged off bill hartzer from the conference i was at and he was going to see you the next day yeah, uh, the conference you were at um so hey bill if you're uh, if you're listening um but let's 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 hear from you. Let's let's do comparison. What were the big stories um, that were going on um, at, at your conference? Because I'm wondering, are the conferences syncing up, um, or, or um, is there still a reason to have so many different ones? I know I was at a great one. What did you, uh, what were you guys talking about?
1: Well, I was at the um, Internet Summit Conference in in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, this is a series of conferences. Sometimes it's called the Digital Summit, sometimes called the Internet Com- uh, Summit. And I think the big story of this conference is the emergence of this conference series. It's only a year and a half old. It's one of the nicest, best organized, uh, wide-ranging coverage of digital marketing from, uh, you know, from email marketing to um, advanced SEO i really appreciate uh this conference because this conference series because it tends to look at market at digital marketing holistically rather than in the you know separate silos that we're i guess sort of uh that we sort of live in right and um i don't know it's hard to explain there's a spirit to different shows that you go to you know you know when uh conference series is healthy and on the upswing and um, giving great value to its attendees because, well, basically because everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, And you know when a conference feels like it's on the decline, people milling about the networking party not really having much to say. Really enjoyed uh, this conference, especially this conference series. I was at one in uh, Washington, D.C. a couple of weeks, uh, about a month ago month and a half ago and um, mm-hmm. the one in uh, Raleigh North Carolina two weeks ago it's nice going to a show where it's not all SEO this one was kind of cool though I mean I got, I got to uh, hang out with with Bill Hartzer um, Mel Carson Rand Fishkin uh, Mike King so you know I was in I was in good and fun company
2: okay so you're, you're how many tracks were there at, uh, at yours Sorry, I'm just Six. curious Six running
1: concurrently.
2: Concurrently, now how do you imagine? I, I know you know what there were there were five. Um, I was at State of Search in Dallas, as you know. Yeah. Um, which, amazing I mean, it,
1: emerging series. It, it
2: really is. I mean, I you know credit to to Bill and and the crew. I know Bill was you know one of the people who who got the ball rolling on that one. Um, and, and credit to them, they turned what could have been just like kind of a and, and it would have been nothing wrong if it had just stayed this local little meant for Dallas, um, you know, kind of conference. Hey, nothing wrong with. You conferences that are built for for like a city and a you know sort of uh niche um in that way but then that that thing is blown up um, and it's it's doing absolutely like it was, it was absolutely great five tracks and, and i know i don't know if you hit the same problem i do i was lucky um because i was there with mary so we were able to sort of like okay you go to that one i'll go to this one because <laughs> we we're blogging our way through it so you know where you can go like, okay you get this information i'll get this and we'll compare notes later um on what we learned um but what do you do? Like, how do you address those? Do you find usually that there's one or two tracks that you're just like, okay, either I know this already or I don't really, you know, it's not in my wheelhouse or, or what do you do? I guess you've got Alan who attends these as well who might want to, you know, separate your skill sets like that. Well,
1: what I do, I mean, what I do is before any conference, I sit down with the, uh, I, I look at the website obsessively mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, look to see what, sh- what, what uh, lectures, I'd like to go to regardless of track like what just interests me intellectually yeah and then you know then you do the the what what you need to know from a business focus you must hit these ones I mean like Dave and and, and you got experiences too um, I've been around long enough that I actually know most of the speakers right and um, how to uh, how to say this um, I've probably got a VIP badge just because <laughs> it sort of <laughs> happens that way yep so if I can't get to a specific, and you know you don't gotta have a VIP badge to do this, by the way, like you, you don't. You, if I can't get to a specific session, I'm gonna talk to that speaker. Right. I'm gonna talk to that person. I'll find them at the bar. We'll have supper. Um, I will. I will stalk them until we have a chance encounter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Conference stuff.
0: <laughs> what
2: yeah, you? you know what. what about you? You, you've actually mentioned that before, um, and you know what, I, I think it's good for anybody who's going to one of their earlier conferences. I think um, what you've just touched on there, and you don't need a VIP pass to do it. I know you've mentioned it a few shows where you're like, you know what, these are the speakers, the the people that you want to chat with, whoever they may be. These are all good good folks. It's a it's a good community. Yeah. You know, just buy them a beer. But, like, you may not idiot. be able to hit certain sessions, or you might have questions, and you know, the, the Q&A session ended after that. You can always you know you can always get in front of them that's what they're there to do Um, so I mean you you touch on a a good thing there I think I I end up approaching it the same way you do and I think everybody needs to right you need to go in you're always going to hit in the multi-track sessions it is one thing I will give MozCon that I actually do like about it it's one track so that is it's a different way to approach approach it I do kind of like that you know where you're just like okay here I am (laughs) that's what I'm doing that day and you end up picking up stuff from sessions you never would have gone to right because you're like, well, I don't know. I'm not really all that interested in, you know, whatever social from this perspective. And you sit and you listen and you go, oh, I wasn't. But I should. like when we had on Brent, they like, talking about Reddit. It's like, well, I never cared about Reddit. Well, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, now I know I should. And now I know how to care. About it, so you know you you pick up those things if you're attending those those kind of sessions. But um, you know, like you, you, you'd end up having to to pick your track, and you know, hopefully you've got you know somebody there can sort of cover other things, or you know what, Twitter, (laughs) just follow Twitter Um, because everybody's talking about it. Or as you called it, and it's great advice. Go talk to the speaker afterwards, or talk to somebody who was in that session.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, this is the thing about business conferences. If you got something of value to add to the conversation, you've always got a conversation going. Because that's what people are there for. They're there to learn something, to interact, to network, to find a new business partner or a new business idea. Yeah. Um, it amazes me how many and how many business ideas I have in the elevator. You know, on my way back to my room or in the shower, uh, while well, considering what the what the rest of the day is going to be like. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing about these conferences. How how how. For some people, this happens. For some people, it doesn't. Um, but I always kind of look for the weird at conferences, eh? For the, <laughs> the odd event, the memorable event. Um, be it that uh, massive Bodog uh, poker party at SES 2006 San Jose. That was fun. Um <laughs> Or the the weirdness that I came across, me, Rand, Geraldine, um, a bunch of uh, rally SEOs, the Interstellar Transmissions Bus, this group of traveling hippies who live on a converted school bus and uh, go from town to town, often following conference series, picking up people at one bar and driving them around while a band plays in the back of the bus, plays this really weird disco-heavy metal. It was okay. um, always be on the bus. That's the that's 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 the trick with conferences. Always be on the bus. Just,
2: oh yeah, it's
1: double for you, Mel.
2: <laughs> um, one of the things I found interesting, and it was covered a lot. Your friend of mine, uh, Jennifer Sleg, did a did from the SCM Post did a did a great session on it. Um, something that was talked about. A whack uh, was featured snippets. How do you do it? I, I'm loving it. I'm finding it interesting, and the idea of managing to game the system. Um, but help your client be that answer that puts them in the featured snippets up at, you know, towards the, the top of the page uh, or like on the Google search result. And by those, I mean, for, for anybody or our listeners who might not know, know the featured snippet portion I'm referring to here, uh, I would be, if I asked Google, you know, what is a featured snippet, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of the time, or what is the weather in Victoria? There's going to be an answer at the top. And for, for a lot of those types of queries, how do you become that answer? um, that's, uh, that's in there. So really, really interesting stuff. That was one of the hot, hot topics. It was chatted about a lot. Um, although I'll be honest, I stuck a lot to the local track, but I had to pop over for a couple of those sessions on, on featured snippets and stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's interesting watching sort of a, a change in, in sort of the approach. Um, as you know, as I know, and we're going to talk about some algorithm things that'll, that'll lead us back to the combative nature um of seos versus you know versus google or or versus the search engines but in this case it's it's interesting to see as seos sort of evolve and go okay this I'm not going to view this anymore as them stealing my traffic and giving an answer. Um, I'm going to actually come up with with ways to use that to my advantage and go, as long as I am there, or here's a neat thing I can do with images uh, while I'm there to, to attract clicks and stuff. And, and starting to use these things that we historically have gone, hey, you're stealing my traffic by not giving it to me, by giving me the answer or giving the answer off my page, okay, let's find some ways – to actually want that featured snippet to be that answer that people are, are finding there. So you
1: know, it's I got a client, I gotta tell you this is we, we've only got a couple minutes before we gotta go to break. But I got a publishing client who sees insane long tail traffic. Okay, like um they're they they're, they're in technical publishing, so um it's a it's definitely a niche audience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, 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 when we first came on board with them about a year and a half ago, we're the, one of the biggest curiosities is why, why these search phrases? What is driving this incredible, like, we're talking uh, uh, thousands of searches a month for articles that were published in this, in this publication, like, in 2008. Okay? Okay. You know why? Because they were a featured snippet. They were the best answer to that question, to whatever to a series of queries posed. They provided the best answer and have for, you know, who knows how long. Well, we do, but I'm not going to say. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're, they've been a featured snippet, like, for, uh, for, for, for over a year.
2: And you know what? You actually brought up in your discovery of that, you brought up um, – why i think it's a really good move to hear seos myself included uh you've heard me rant about them right like i i was on the this is google stealing traffic uh bandwagon for <laughs> for sure um but you actually called exactly why that is the wrong mentality because how did you find it you found it because there was a traffic coming in and in investigating that
1: <laughs> you discovered okay, again i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna quantify the statement this is long tail traffic it's yeah. old i mean like it's not the traffic they're actually shooting for but it's real traffic they're actually getting uh yeah. ad impression after ad impression after ad impression so it's important mm-hmm. traffic right yeah um but again the, the the qualifier here is um it's a niche group they're answering a, a very specific question and they have an extraordinarily detailed answer to that to that question which might be phrased any number of ways so that's you know if it was like real-time information or information that was relevant to, say, this or even last quarter, I might have an issue with with Google providing that answer so quickly so that the user doesn't got a click through to my client's page. Right.
2: Uh, But you know what's interesting? One of the things I heard, and quick tip for our our listeners, and you'll have to take this for what you will, and I'm running some tests, but I'm just starting in on it. Um, So this isn't my uh, my conclusions here, but um, one of the things that was talked about, and one of the things I'm thinking about is, you know that some of them are, you know, what is a featured snippet? Okay, this is going to come in as probably a two, three sentence max um, answer up at the top. Um, but a lot of the things can be answered with lists. Well, you know the list's cut off. So what if you can just re-figure how you're going to answer that question to put it into a format that will be the best viewed as the best answer, because it's a nice list or something, but it's going to cut off before they hit the point. So the user sees there's a list. They can see it's easy to follow. Um, now all you need to do is be that list that they're seeing and, you know, have six steps and
1: it's only going to show three or four. That's very clever. Yep. Um, so, the, so. so there's a way around this issue. Um, <laughs> and I guess to hear about that, you're either going to have to see Jennifer Slag at a conference soon or keep monitoring the SEM post in the hopes that she writes it up eventually. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um,
2: we okay, so now do we take we a break and come back? We've got a lot more to cover. <laughs>
1: Oh, indeed. But we got to do a break first. We're at 20 after the hour on the uh, 3rd of uh, 3rd December, 2015. Time is flying. Get out there and enjoy the winter. It's almost over. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We've got a lot more to cover after the break.
0: and don't move. Weblogy. will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to IACaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at IACaward.org. That's IACaward.org.
1: at BruceClay.com.
0: I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis,
1: text RADIO to That's RADIO two two one six nine one for Moby Mantis.
0: to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Dude, didn't that bumper music kind of make you want to rule the world or something? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. I don't, I, indeed. Uh, anyway, we're still getting used to our new bumpers here. Uh, where do you want to go? We want to talk about uh, Silicon Valley unicorns. You want to talk about social media. um Absurd valuations, accelerated mobile pages. Where do you want? Where do you want to go, Dave?
2: Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's talk Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook oh. Giving Tuesday. I mean, th- this is that's a thing.
1: <laughs> well, it is. Um, what is it? Forty five billion dollar endowment to um, a charitable organization. Uh, he and his wife have set up. Mm hmm. Um, so, Mark Zuckerberg. In an uh, open letter to his child, published of course on Facebook, um, pledged a uh, 99% of his Facebook stock, so keep buying those shares, friends, you want to save the world, uh, to a foundation. Um, I guess, yeah, establishing him and his wife's name. Um, that's a really cool thing. It's wonderful. It
2: is. It is. Um, I mean, there's there's definitely angles to it. And you know, I know like there's there's some, you know, that there's it is self-serving. One of the important distinctions is he while he is focusing it on some charitable things, he has actually formed a limited liability company, an LLC, not a charity. So there is differences to what he's doing. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's awesome. Something that boggles me or something that I just can't wrap my brain around when I was thinking about those numbers and I first heard this, this awesome story is he's giving away 99%. Let's even say he just blanket is giving away 99% of, of his money. That leaves him with over $400 million. Can you imagine being in a spot where you're giving away 99% and you still are left with over $400
1: million? <laughs> I was going to say, Dave, both you and I could easily survive on 1% of Facebook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, i could deal with fractions of percents and never uh do anything ever again um anyway it shouldn't come as a surprise like that he's moving it the way he is it is a focus on um, charitable things but i'm sure there will be ways that it monetizes itself or, or whatnot uh but the fact is you know you end up in your spot you know he's built facebook to what it is awesome um you know at some point you're an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs. At some point you're going to get, you're done, right? Like it, it's not, it's, it's not bigger than it is now. Right? I mean, yes, you know, it'll, it'll continue to grow or become, you know, this or that, but at some point you sort of tap out and go, okay, I built that now, now to build something new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at, uh, you know, Marissa Meyer moving to Yahoo was a great example. She had a great gig going on, but she sort of capped out at what she could accomplish at Google. So, she went somewhere else where she could she could grow something so anyways good news <laughs> great story um, yeah, I know I know <laughs> we, can, we can shake can. we really gotta
1: talk about that too alright let's all right,
2: lead the way let's talk Yahoo speaking okay. of okay
1: uh, but before we get off this, the Zuckerberg story I, well I think it's wonderful I gotta tell you I I do got concerns about the type of philanthropy with the uh, with the mega billionaires um, from the tech world one it's a tax dodge that's <laughs> Bald-faced tax dodge. And two, this kind of philanthropy is really about the donor's interests. Not his own self-interest, necessarily. He might be doing this for the entire world. I don't know. But it's about his interests. And who's to, who's to say that his interests should take priority over so many other pressing needs? And I, I, do got a, I, I got a problem when you combine tax dodge with this individual's interests taking... Uh, precedence over perhaps more pressing communal needs. Right, That money might have been better spent as tax money. You know what I mean? Oh, well,
2: I know exactly what you mean. You tighten um, right, right, right the burden on the people who are using Facebook a little bit.
1: That right? <laughs> well, may I, be the angle you're going. At the same time, I don't see governments really effectively covering global warming. I don't see governments really effect, uh, 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 effectively tax uh, tackling vaccinations for for children in developing countries, or killing malaria, etc. You know, so You're even sp-
2: spending my tax dollars even kind of efficiently. So, you know, there is... <laughs>
1: Speaking of efficiently, the Yahoo board is, is officially and hopefully quite efficiently meeting next week to discuss the future of the big purple cow. And, um, sources as varied as Bloomberg News and MSNBC speculate that as you know, this time next week, we could actually be announcing the dissolution of Yahoo.
2: Yeah. Wow, eh? I know, I know. Um, really got what do you think? Like, I, I mean, just such a far cry from where, like, you remember the purchases, <laughs> the offers of acquisition uh, that were going on. How can you not be left just shaking your head going, oh my goodness.
1: Well, it's...
2: Like, oh, I'll bet
1: they're regretting that call now. It's not basic math, but as it works out, Yahoo is in fact worth minus its shares in Alibaba. Yahoo is worth somewhere between negative two and a half billion dollars and positive three billion dollars. Somewhere in that range is Yahoo's real valuation. <laughs> And I'm I can't sure. remember what the number was. I remember it was like $32 a share, but
2: I can't remember what that ended up working out to be. Um, but the offer on the table from Microsoft was $45 billion. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. Was
1: like, $44 billion was the offer on the table from Microsoft two years ago. But Yahoo yeah. said no? Yeah. Uh, and now um, it's very possible that Yahoo may... I mean, it's what do you do with, with something the size of Yahoo? I mean... If, if there was a phrase too big to dissolve, what happens to all that content? Does it, does it just, you know, get shuttered away somewhere? Does it dissolve into the, into the vapor? Does AOL buy it? Like, what happens to it?
2: Yeah, I could see, you know what, you, you're thinking of the exact same company I am, uh, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of great content over there. Right? Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, let's just, just the finance section alone. <laughs> um, is outstanding I mean it's still um, probably yours too it's my go-to when I'm looking up with share values or this or that when we're you know doing a yeah. story about about whatnot um, I never go to Google I always go to Yahoo because Yahoo Finance is, is awesome they have lots of great content and then you mentioned AOL and it's like yeah that's a natural right like because AOL is an awesome content provider and, and publisher as well so that does make logical sense that that would be the acquisition um that 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 we might see on the table. Now, who's going to take search? I mean, there were the rumors sure. of Google
1: feeding it, but what happens to that? Very good question. Or how about the patents that we know Yahoo's sitting on top of? Yeah. The answer to these questions and more will be answered when Yahoo's board gets around to telling us what the hell's up.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? On the search side, I think. Like, I have a hunch what we'll see is a Bing acquisition there. Yeah. Um, like, if we saw that, and I only say that because, you know, the antitrust folks, if they saw Google acquiring Yahoo, would give that a big no. Right? So the only person that really can um, would be Bing. So anyway, we'll we'll
1: see. We'll know in a week or two. Okay, here's something we will not know about in a week or two. We will not know what the Penguin update looks or feels like because the slow march of the penguin is going to continue into 2016. Google today announced that because of the holidays they're going to have to delay the the, uh, introduction of the penguin update. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How annoyed are you? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I didn't really expect much from the penguin anyway.
2: No, I mean, I, I didn't either. The reason I'm just wondering is this call of, we can't do it because of the holidays. Here's the thing. Those holidays have been on calendars for a good chunk of time. <laughs> like, it's not like the holidays snuck up. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was in Dallas. Uh, Gary, I'll just say Illis because that's how we commonly pronounce it. I know it's I's. Um, but Gary Illis actually just confirm yeah it's going to roll like even as recently as a week or two ago so there's yes. not really like a big s- they knew when the holidays were <laughs>
1: like, i remember uh, it's going to roll out in september i remember it's going to roll out in, in uh, early november now it's going to be sometime in twenty six oh, oh it was going to be before for the end of the year now it's sometime in 2016 yeah good yeah. lord
2: no, I know. I know. It's, it's silly. Um, and the thing that I think they need to understand a good, like, you know, I understand they're running a search engine. I understand that this component of the algorithm is rough to deal with. Um, like I got it and I understand that they're moving it to Everflux, which is just a different thing, right? Like that they need to have all hands on deck and, and ready to go, um, because something's going to go wrong. You know, it will, I know it will. <laughs> um, cause this is, this is a major thing, but, um, when they're telling business owners and I'm not even like, I don't even care as SEOs, we just look and end up looking kind of stupid where we're like, I know they said this and you know, now I know I told you this, but nope, sorry. Um, but when you're telling business owners, basically, Hey, if you got hit with some sort of penguin up and you're just waiting for this so that we can, you know, so you can recover and we're telling you this is going to happen before the holidays. And you might be going, thank goodness I'll manage to get like, yeah, I was, you know, SOL, you know, last Christmas, but, you know, this holiday season, I can, I can pull this together, um, you know, and then all of a sudden for them to pull the plug on that, oh, come on, like, that's yep. that's not fair to do to
1: business owners,
2: like, they uh, need to all, pull that together.
1: All that good behavior, all that hard work, and then again, we... All SEOs, I think, push their clients really hard over the, uh, since um, I'm going I'm to just throw out June or July, expecting uh, a Penguin update was imminent. It's not time to stop that hard work, as hard as it is to conceive of going and looking at that entire link profile again, because you really should, because you got to keep up on it all the time. But the work that you've done, like, since the summertime has not gone to waste it's uh probably useful
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that's the thing you know what it will be better
2: and that's where it's like you know to me as an seo yeah it's kind of annoying there were a couple clients that i was pushing you know to like okay we need to get this you know backlink audit done and let's make sure we get this disavow submitted and like let's and it was like a, a follow-up one it's like okay but let's make sure we've got this and now they're pushing it back and it's like okay well now i i look like i was just you know, I, the client wouldn't blame me, right? Like everybody knew this was public. Google was saying this, so it's not like they blame me. But it's like, okay, that's you know, annoying <laughs> that I was having to push them, um, and that I was having to work faster and harder than you know unnecessarily unnecess- had to because I could have taken a few more weeks to do it. But anyway, you know what? They owe us nothing. Um, they give us free traffic, so I guess this is theirs to do. But I think it's not fair to business owners who may have been sort of trusting them and hoping that this holiday season maybe they can make something out of it.
1: You know what um, I'm going to agree with you to a point I don't. I don't think they owe us rankings at all they don't they don't owe me rankings I achieve the rankings or I don't achieve the rankings you know right. they, I do think they owe webmasters and business owners a really honest and open transparent view of where they're at at any given time True. and uh, I appreciate the information that comes out with from uh, Gary Ease or Gary Ellis and, um, Oh my goodness. John brain Mueller. blank. Fellow in Switzerland.
2: Good guy. John Mueller.
1: Mueller. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what, I probably did the same thing as you. All I could think of is Barry Schwartz. I'm like, I know that's not who I'm talking about right now. But the name was just you know stuck what, in I'm, there. I'm
1: going to throw Barry into this hopper as well. Although Barry, you know, Barry is a direct line to these guys. Um, mm-hmm when you report something in this breathless way, like Penguin will be coming out in September, Penguin will be coming out in November, Penguin will be coming out before the end of 2016, Penguin will be coming out sometime after 2016, Um, or whatever assumptions we're making about how Google's algorithm works when we're not actually working on the algorithm itself, Mm -hmm. guys, please be conservative. Be as conservative with us as we are with our clients when advising them, because like, uh, did you imagine, Dave, if every time and then of course, this doesn't happen, but if every time people were discussing your business, somebody says, "Yeah, well, just because they say so, like it doesn't make it true <laughs> what every time I discuss Google with clients, i have to I have to qualify my statements with, well, Google's been saying this, however, our history with them shows every time they say something it's not necessarily true, right like that sucks. This is, this is how your reputation goes from, like, Shining Star to um, those guys over there who are really important but totally not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to word that. Uh, and it's, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, the, they are the biggest and most important technology company in the world, arguably. It's mm-hmm. um, certainly in our universe they are. But that's all I got to say. Is I
2: don't know what else. Um Now something you know what we're talking about trustworthy and, and you know what I'm going to go. I mean that takes me immediately to reputation. Something I want to talk about it happened a few days. Well, it was, it was uh, late last week. I think uh, November twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Um, Macy's. I don't know if you know the story. I'm I'm going to no. Um, okay, Macy's did a great job. Um, Humans in New York, you know the the Facebook yeah, yeah. page, I'm sure. Anyway, um, they just covered, it was a, a picture of this couple, and, and for those who don't know, you know go visit Humans of, of New York. It's neat. It's basically this photographer who takes a picture and then takes a couple quotes from from the conversations. Sometimes they're tearjerkers, sometimes it's just hilarious. Um, always a, just a snapshot of human life in, in New yeah. York City. Um, anyway, this one, the quote, it's just this couple, um, older couple, woman's holding a, a Macy's bag, and the quote is, he just got grumpy at Macy's, so we had to leave there's way too many types of pajamas so clearly he just got grumpy at all these pajamas that Macy's had and if anybody's been to Macy's in New York you know you (laughs) will Um, anyway Macy's credit to them they were on there um you know and they they kind of touched on on a couple things but their their big one their their first thing in there was we have no idea what he's talking about and they linked to this what it's called American rag leader costume pajama, like just the most obscure set of pajamas that they sell online. <laughs> These, like like leader hose the would just tore up, just tore up. There are thousands upon thousands of likes people going Macy's wins the internet, like all over it. And Macy's stayed engaged, um, with all the users on this page, everything that was going on. Um, and I mean, to me, this is probably just lesson learned from one of the, you know, biggest companies, you know, well, everybody knows Macy's, um, you know, from from a, a massive company. But what did that promotion really cost? Right. And these are the opportunities and, and the lesson, you know, we were taking from it um, in reading it was what did that really cost? Like, what would it cost for you to do? All they did really was pay attention and then be humans. <laughs> that's all they did they watched what happened when you know when their name was mentioned um and then they were humans all it took was one social media person with a decent sense of humor uh to to fire that in and stay engaged for like 24 hours there's people ordering these costume pajamas that they'd posted now <laughs>
1: like,
2: because they picked a good one it is humorous but um uh, you know just a, a great lesson from you know Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, right? Like, they, this is the time of year for Macy's to pull it together and look good, because um, everybody's seen the movie. Um, you know, it, it just it worked out absolutely great from them, and a, and a great lesson I think on social media um, that we could all uh, kind of learn is just pay attention. It doesn't have to be exp- not everything needs to be expensive. You just need to be a, a human, I um, really and, and hope, you're going to
1: win. I really, really hope that uh, sometime in the future we don't find out that that was bought and sold content. Hey. Eh?
2: you know what from everything i've seen like humans on new york you remember that school um also in new york of course um that had done the big fundraising um he had basically done a, a spotlight on this kid um who just wanted basically like his hero he, the guy had asked him who his hero was his photographer and it was his teacher because she'd like you know was anyway huge fundraiser that's the same guy but like he's and he just created a, a fundraising Fundraising event, so I don't think we're dealing with fortunately bought and paid for content on on this one because yeah. I haven't seen it. I mean, you're you this is the internet. We're all a little. This
1: is sponsored content. I will be so disappointed because it's a beautiful. It is really a beautiful Christmas story. Yes, it is for the, for retailers, of course.
2: <laughs> yes, well, indeed, and you know what? I guess we probably got to go to commercial break. But we're going to be talking about retailers in the holiday season because uh, that's those- a big.
1: Big piece of news. Absolutely, we will. But you're right, Dave. We do got to take a break. It's almost quarter to the hour on uh, the 3rd of December, 2015. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Edger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stick around. We got some talk about retailers, detailers, Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up after after these messages.
0: website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehildevelopment.com. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology, or webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday the 3rd of December, 2015, and if it's Thursday the 3rd of December, that must mean last Monday was uh, what's known through the uh, industry, coined by Dana Todd, I believe, as Cyber Monday. Uh, Cyber Monday is that magical day after Thanksgiving when all the e-commerce retailers for no apparent reason get a whole whack load of traffic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Dave, why would that happen on Cyber Monday? Why not on Black Friday?
2: Yeah, you know what? And I do wonder if we're going to see
1: a shift now. Well, um, ha- oh, see, that was a segue. Uh, <laughs> all right, have <laughs> you Five know what? I know I that
2: from my traffic for
1: retailers.
2: So tell us, Jim, what's going on? What are we seeing?
1: Actually, I was curious what I was... I thought I heard background music for a second there. Um, Yeah. Okay. As it turns out, Black Friday was really disappointing for uh, for brick-and-mortar retailers. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing for Amazon that saw a 37% growth in its e-commerce traffic over last year. This is Black Friday, not Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday on its own beat forecasts. you know, expectations, uh, showing over $3 billion in online, uh, in revenues online, or what I think Google calls lunch. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, $3 billion billion in e-commerce in one day is is actually, it's it's, it's kind of a lot of money.
2: (laughs) That's some walking around change. Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, it's very, very clear what we're seeing here is a dramatic shift um in what's going on now whether this is a inherent change in user patterns i.e am i going i don't want to go downtown <laughs> i don't want to actually have to sort through all those pajamas at macy's um i just want to look online and, and and figure this out and you know maybe enter in a couple queries and go i could be, but i know i want them to be red, right and just sort this out without having to, to fight with um, other humans in there or Is it that the marketing is getting better? I mean, I know I got some this year, and it's the first time I've been so affected, and I mean with my actual dollars and credit cards, um, by the way um, a lot of the newsletters were coming to my inbox, like the the actual email marketing side of things I think has really been fine-tuned and the way they're personalizing data. Um, And I think a lot to do with the way um, remarketing is taking place. Um, I know I would go to specific places, look at a, a specific. Can't speak too loud because uh, Mary's in the room, and some of this is, you know, Christmas. Uh, so, so I can't list the exact item that I'm referring to here, but <laughs> um, you know, going and and actually where I would start to see specific subsets of specific item types. It wasn't just that um, you know the the advertisers were going in going. Okay, you know we know Dave was in this section of the site, so let's remarket that section. No, they had that product, and when it actually went cheaper than it was on the site, I saw that it was cheaper than it was when it was on the site, chasing me around. Um, so I think the marketing around this holiday has gotten so efficient, um, and you know even looking at AdWords and, and their additions for Cyber Monday and and um, you know uh, sort of sales. Yeah. So and and, and in, in in allowing for that, so mm-hmm. I think yeah I don't, I don't know that it's that users inherently are changing. I mean, we, we always do, but I don't know if it's that I refused to go downtown. I think it's just that the day before and, and the day of, I was getting so much great stuff. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> there's there's what I needed.
1: Let me tell you something. My girlfriend, my girlfriend Shauna, is the queen. I'm telling you, she is the queen of finding um, bargains or deals or um, uh, uh, discounts in the digital space. Her phone is... Um, well, her phone is what... you remember, remember that that MTV show Couponers? Yeah. Her phone is just... She, I don't even know if she means to do it, but her phone is just <laughs> like this. Um, 15% off this. Uh, 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 buy one, get one free sale off of that. Um, and it, they're coming in, in waves, this year more than ever, as, as you said. And I think you're right, Dave. I think... Um, I think that the large-scale retail marketers have finally learned how to use uh, social media and the data they're getting back from social media.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I really, really agree. And the thing is, I think a lot of it's going to be if they do it right. I don't think it's that retail will lose out because retail, let's, let's not view them as retail like, hey, here's the brick and mortar. Let's view it as retail like here's a company. That company mm-hmm. probably has a store. Or or like a website, rather. Um, So it's not that they necessarily have to lose, like anything with the internet, uh, or like anything with business. Adapt or die. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Um, I don't think that any individual company had to lose out in this transition. Um, You know, it's just a case of those same dollars. Like, I have X dollars. I am happy to give them to you in a store or online, but I will be quite honest, I would rather do it from the comfort of my chair uh, than have to fight my way through your parking lot. So <laughs> I'll still give you the same money, just don't make me go through that parking lot. <laughs> so, and I think that's what a lot of them are doing. I don't think any individual company is going to do horribly. Some will lose out to Amazon. I know there's a couple companies that I purchased from Amazon instead of from them because I knew exactly what I wanted and I looked for it and found it
1: and Amazon was cheaper. Um, so- Business owners themselves aren't necessarily going to be losers if they're able to adapt quickly enough.
2: Exactly. I think the problem they will have, but retail's already having it with companies like Walmart or Target or whatnot, is mm-hmm. scale. Amazon can do it cheaper. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're on a larger scale. Um, but retail's already fighting that, right, on, yeah. on, the, you know, on the ground where they are with, with the large megastores. So, you know, it, it's the same battle taken into a
1: different space. I don't know if you got to hear the interview that I guess apparently aired on Thanksgiving. The the interview I did with Martin Ford, author of Rise of the Robots. You know who's going to be the big loser here? Who? Retail employees. They're not necessary anymore. Or fewer. Fewer and fewer and fewer of them are necessary.
2: It's true. It's true. And in their place will be us.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> online marketers, uh people who work warehouses or uh people who program the robots that increasingly work warehouses. Yeah. Um you know the Amazon uh uh the stuff you ordered from Amazon, it could be that the that humans have never touched the product that you're about to have in your hands. It's very possible that even even the box has never been touched by a human. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, it's like you said, adapt or die. You We don't have to, you know, from a just a social welfare perspective, we don't have to like the direction that the world is clearly going in. To recognize the world is clearly going in this direction, Um, but yeah, uh, (laughs) I'm not. I don't think there's anything to do to 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 slow the stem of job loss to mechanization, except learn to adapt to it. Um, Sadly. We don't need. We don't need everyone who is currently working in retail setting up an online soap store because we just can't buy that much soap. Right. <laughs> <Just> can't. <laughs> now, so, I'd be curious to see how how things evolve, especially again. This is this this is going to be a watershed year. I think this is the year, Dave, where more sales we made online than in retail stores.
2: I think you're right, and, and I think we're going to see a. a- this being the wake-up call, I think our entire industry is going to need to, and and business owners um, need to understand that this year did tip a tip a point exactly as you called it, and next here the writing's on the wall.
1: Good segue to get to the last thing I think we're going to be able to touch today. Mm-hmm. Why is this year the great tipping point? Why 2015, not 2014 or 20 or 2013 or whatever, right?
2: What sort of created that environment? I mean, part of it, I think, is, and this is just me, and you may have better answers, I think a lot of it's just the technology and understanding by the marketing companies at larger corporations that just really seem to have clicked this well, year. I think
1: that's a 2 prong answer because the technology is exactly right. It's mobile. And and the expansion of what of what mobile devices could actually do in 2015 so was what they could even do just last year. True. Um, and you know the, the the real kicker and as you said the 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 ad, the ad agencies are getting it big data and what it can teach us like you remember you remember uh, a few years ago when uh, this happened in the in the offline world sort of um where target was able to well, by mistake accidentally outed a teenage pregnancy to a to a family oh yes where family well, that was, that was that was the watershed moment where we knew that big retail had finally understood, totally grasped big data. Right. You know, where they could compile the habits of a user and figure out what's really happening in her life. Right. Well, we're seeing that happening on a much larger scale, and I think it's because of mobile, and Google knows it's because of mobile, because <laughs> Google's concentrating, you know, all of its advisory over the last... Uh, 18 months or so, has I'm managing to find a tie-in to mobile in just about everything Google says, right? Oh, you certainly can. Um,
2: and, I mean, our, our comfort with mobile, I think you hit it on, on devices. I mean, with, with my Amazon app, I can scan a UPC code. While I'm in a store, I can scan the UPC code, <laughs> and I can have it show me the actual price on Amazon and just have it direct mailed to me.
1: How's that for comparison shopping? That's difficult yeah. to beat. Yeah. Now here's a, there's a new sort of there's a new uh, technology that Google is embracing around mobile pages. It's called accelerated yeah. mobile. Pages. Have you have you uh, looked into the AMP project yet?
2: I I have. I've signed up as a developer. I'm not a developer on these things, but just to keep
1: <laughs> aware see, of
2: what's going on. Um, <laughs> Giving information certainly. And uh yeah, I mean it's it's basically I mean well oh, right, sorry, you know what? You you had brought us in. You're welcome to
1: uh okay, well I'm happy to. So uh friends, check out the ampproject.org. AMP project.org. Performance it's... issues are often caused by integration. Like, you know, you got like a whole bunch of JavaScript libraries, tools, embeds, whatever. They all gotta load and they're being used to be Dave when we made a page that there would be, like, you know, 60 or so calls, third-party calls, to load the page. Now you Mm -hmm. have three or four hundred third-party calls. Most of them are JavaScript. Mm -hmm. Slows chunks websites down badly. So a new design language, specifically around mobile, um, called, again, Accelerated Mobile Pages, Mm -hmm. they found a way using HTML5 and CSS to basically strip out all that extraneous Java. And... We really can't talk a lot about it because we're out of time.
2: But Look it up, folks.
1: Project org. And I Dave, I know you're you're writing you're writing something for Momentology, right? For uh yep. Danny Goodwin's um, twenty sixteen article. Yep. I am too. AMP is my big thing, so don't steal it. <laughs> All right, I won't steal it. <laughs> okay. Um I really want to talk more about that, and maybe we will next week. Um, in the coming weeks, we have some great guests coming on, not ready to announce all of them yet, but one of them might be named Dwayne, another one might be named Mike, and another one might be named Rand. I'm not positive, but pretty sure that all these folks are going to be coming on Webcology before the end of 2016, Google says so. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Both of us want to send a huge thank you and happy 40th birthday wishes to Brasco, our extraordinary producer of like eight or nine years. And uh, friends, stick around Webmaster Radio. There's great content coming up after the news and we'll be here next week.